0: Hey guys, it's Drew. If you're hearing this, I just want to let you know that this is a pre recorded episode. Typically, I record my episodes the day before they come out, but if you're hearing this, I recorded this episode previously, so all of the facts are up to the minute as far as I know. However, if there are some inconsistencies, it's simply because when I recorded this, it was as accurate as I could make it at the time. Don't worry, you're still going to get a full episode worth of content, but chances are I'm probably either out of town, feeling a little under the weather, or knowing me, there's a chance I could have procrastinated and you're hearing this pre-recorded episode because I did not have time to record my episode the night before. So, now that that's out of the way, I hope you have a great time listening to this episode. Enjoy and stay blessed. Hello everyone and welcome back to the 60th episode of The Drew View. In today's show, we are going to be doing a candidate analysis of one of the most interesting people going into this next election in 2024, and that is Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. I'm Drew Bennett, and you're listening to The Drew View. Alrighty folks, thank you guys for tuning back in for another episode of the show. So what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his candidacy for president in 2024. It is such a unique candid- candidacy because it is one of the first of his kind we have seen in a very Long time. And what do I mean? It's the first of his kind. Well, he is one of the first big names that has a good amount of recognition behind him, who is a more unity driven candidate than anything that the Democratic Party would ever think of putting up. And that is why I think it's a big reason they don't want to have debates between him and Biden. Because even though Robert F. Kennedy, he's got this like voice thing where it kind of makes it a little hard to understand him sometimes. But even with that, he can string sentences together way more than Biden can. And he would eat Biden's lunch on a debate stage. And they're like, whoa, 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 we can't be having that. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons why they're saying, no, we can't have a debate between them. Also, they're putting up a candidate in Joe Biden who... Yes, did he claim that he was going to be this unity candidate who was going to unite the country and who was going to do so good for America? Did they claim that? Yes, that was the whole pitch with Biden was he was going to unify the country, but he has done the actual opposite of that. He's divided the country, and him along with his party, have divided the country further and further than it has ever been divided. So, I think it's pretty, pretty darn clear that something is going to have to change if we actually want a unifying candidate. So I think when you look at somebody like Robert F. Kennedy, he is a very solid choice. I've listened to a lot of him. I listened to his sit down with Dr. Jordan Peterson. Dr. Jordan Peterson is a great conservative thinker. He, I mean, he's not even like ultra conservative. He just is, he has a lot of common sense Apparently that in modern America makes you a conservative. So you know he is sitting down with him and they just had an incredibly intelligent conversation. loved hearing that. But really what Bobby Kennedy's trying to do here is he's trying to reign in the Democratic Party. He's trying to say, let's make this the party of my uncle. Let's make this the party of John F. Kennedy again. The party, that wasn't so dang woke and wasn't so ridiculously ridiculously extreme that a bunch of the countries like, what the heck? Like you are so nuts. You're way out there. So let's let's get rid of that part of the party and start to work on unifying it again. The Democratic Party of old, a Kennedy Democrat. So, of course, if you go on to his campaign website, the first things that you're going to see is about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Of course, he's one of those people, he does have the name recognition. He's a Kennedy, for crying out loud. He's going to have that name recognition. So, people are going to kind of know, oh, he's a Kennedy. All right, he must be related to that family. And sure enough, he is. He explains that. But then if you go down to where it says take action, there are, well, I guess there's a couple. It's not actually take action. It's priorities. If you go to priorities, I thought it was take action for some reason. If you go to the section on his website labeled priorities, you've got a couple on there. One of them talks about honest government. I think that one is so big. One of the biggest things he talks about there is there are a lot of bureaucracies that we have in our uh, executive branch And they're supposed to be regulating other companies, but what ends up happening is those companies and the money that gets poured into the government from those companies end up being the ones who actually run these regulatory agencies. So for example, he's saying pharma controls the CDC, NIH, and FDA. Big Tech has captured the FTC. Big Ag controls the USDA. Wall Street controls the SEC. So we have all these bureaucracies, and what are they meant to do? They're supposed to regulate all of these different things, but what's actually been happening is all of the money from these things gets poured into these bureaucracies, and they just end up working for the companies. It is a total role reversal of what it should be. It's ridiculous. And he points that out. We need to have honest government, not corrupt government. And Robert F. Kennedy's no stranger to that. Let's look at the next thing. Reconciliation. He talks about reconciliation, healing the divide, about how we are more divided now than at any other time in our history. He's like, there are so many things that unite us. He says that, you know, there are a lot of people who, we have our disagreements as Americans, but those disagreements are usually not over the big, huge things that people like to make it out to be. For example, nobody wants to see a bunch of dead fetuses, but a lot of people have too much of a heart to tell women that, you know, they shouldn't have unwanted babies. And that's its own debate, and I'm not going to go into that too much because I could be here for an hour. But, uh, you know, he also says that everyone wants safe streets, yet few wish for millions of people to stay in prison. So there's all of these different things, and those are just obviously a couple examples. But there are so many instances where we all agree on basic premises. We simply disagree on how to get from point A to point B. People realize that there's too much corruption in the government. Left and right, everyone realizes that. People realize that some people are going to end up with a lot of power and a lot of money, and some people are going to end up with very little power and very little money. And... The way that both parties go about that is going to be different. There are all of these things that happen in the world where people have very similar viewpoints, but we like to make it seem like it's, it's just this terrible, awful, no good, very bad thing. I think even Robert F. Kennedy, he gets into this point where he says, I want to say when he was talking to Jordan Peterson, he's like, we start talking about, you know, this gender ideology and this transgenderism with kids. And that's when you start to get to an area where it's like, OK, maybe a few people agree with that. But a vast majority of people don't support that. Even if they say they do, a lot of people don't. They just don't want to go against their party because they're like, oh, they got to be lockstep in line with whatever their party says. And that's not how it should be. Robert F. Kennedy kind of attacks. He says, you know, he's a pretty big environmentalist, but he was talking to Jordan Peterson. How how do you be an environmentalist in a smart way? And what do they say to do? To let the markets decide to use renewable energy because he says that renewable energy is the future, but you can just leave it alone and that's what's going to happen because you can produce more energy through a wind turbine or through a solar panel than you could any other way from burning coal or natural gas whatever it may be you can get more energy from renewable sources and the only problem is people have to figure out how to get that to market and how the market can work that out it's something that is i think a very interesting concept and they need to you know continue to work on that Because rather than saying, we are going to all electric, we are going to all solar and wind, this and that, it's like, well, let's just try it out. And if people like it and if people realize that it's cheaper and it's going to be more cost effective and that's the way to go, then that's what people will do. If not, then they'll stay using fossil fuels. That's just the fact of the matter. That's how markets work. Another really smart policy By Robert F. Kennedy is he says that, you know, we have some issues that we have to fix within the government if we really want our economy to take off. We really have to start fixing some of the problems that got us into this disaster that we're in right now before we can move forward. And I don't think that his ways of moving forward are the ways that I would move forward. Of course, he believes in, you know, the government helping out those who need it the most and and all of these things that are more obviously, more economically liberal positions, which, I mean, that's obviously, he's a he's a liberal, like he's going to have more economically liberal or, you know, not even really socialist, but more liberal approaches. Of course, he's talking about how there's differences and wealth and wealth inequality and how all of these things are just awful and we got to work on race relations in regards to that. And all of these things, obviously, they're big liberal talking points, especially in terms of the economy. So, of course, that's going to be one of the things he focuses on. But what he's done a good job of doing is he kind of sees the culture war that we're fighting in America. And he sees that the best way of moving forward is to say, I'm going to go right in the middle of that culture war. And I'm going to say, hey, there's actually a lot more that we agree on than there is that we disagree on. So why don't we just meet somewhere in the middle? Yeah, economic policies is whatever, but at least culturally, on the cultural side, we can at least get rid of some of the craziness. So hopefully that works. He's also a very neutralist in terms of like, he doesn't want to get involved in foreign conflicts. He's more of like, we got to work on the issues within first, which is of course what a lot of people would tell you we can't be sending a ton of money to foreign countries before we're helping our own. It's the fact of the matter. Charity starts within. Um, That's just how we're going to have to do that. And then he talks about how we are going to have to work on protecting liberties. We have to stop big tech from censoring people, period. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a Democrat, was censored quite a bit. And so he knows what it's like to be censored. He knows how conservatives feel when they say something that they believe to be true and they strike it down and they take it off of social media and they ban you because oh well that could be potentially misinformation even though it's it's probably not but we're just going to label it that because then we can censor you. And so you you have that oh that's just a conspiracy theory that you know months later goes on to be proven to be true. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So you have that that he's promoting, which is more of a conservative idea. And he's also saying that, hey, we also have to stop the FBI and all of these different departments from spying on Americans. And I think that's another pretty conservative issue because he's saying, hey, the FBI and federal law enforcement, they use a lot of surveillance. They are taking a lot of videos, but we need to make sure that they aren't unreasonably searching Americans without prior knowledge or consent or anything like that. There's no reason to go after all these Americans. Leave them alone. So by now you're probably starting to see what I mean. He really does not sound like your modern day Democrat. He's not pushing his cultural craziness down your throat. He's not forcing you to affirm pronouns. He's not forcing you to trans the kids He's saying, no, there's a lot that we agree on. Let's focus on that. There's a lot that morally we kind of can accept, even if we're a little wishy-washy on some things. We can at least lay some groundwork and say, okay, this is how we got to do this, and this is how we're going to do that. But at least he has some ideas that are favorable to both sides, that benefit both sides of the aisle. Because it's really, really easy to say that you're going to unify the country, to say that you're bipartisan, to say that you work with everybody in every party. You could BS that all day long. But when you actually do it, when you actually say, hey, this side has good ideas on this, we have to fix this, but this side, I agree more with them on that. At least Robert F. Kennedy is standing on principle, and I said the same thing about Marianne Williamson, Robert F. Kennedy and Marianne Williamson, they're both Democrats running as Democrats. I'm more of a conservative leaning guy, but at least they stand on principle when our current president lacks any whatsoever. They have principle. Robert F. Kennedy says, okay, it might not be uh, nice, not nice, but it might not be favorable to say this with the way that the Democratic Party is now, but I actually think that. Censorship has gone too far, that we have to rein in big tech. Oh my gosh, they probably went after him like crazy when he said that. And same thing when he said, Oh, we need to make sure that we distribute everyone's wealth fairly equally in an equal way. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that. Everybody is going to be upset at some things. You can't have it all. But if you can have a daggum good president who can bring the country together, that is worth more than just about anything. Because I tell you what, I will never, ever, 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 with a gun to my head, I would not vote for four more years of Joe Biden. Our country can't handle it. He can't handle it. That administration cannot handle it. I would listen to Robert F. Kennedy. I would take him seriously. I would say, yeah, that's a good idea you got there. Oh, yeah, that's bad. But, oh, yeah, I like that. I I could get behind a Robert F. Kennedy nomination. But you know what I think the sad thing is? They will hose Robert Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., however they have to, in order for them to say, you know, we don't need people who try and work with both sides. We we got to get rid of them. It's, it's only the hardcore crazies that go all out. Like, for my side, for your side, whatever that may be. We're not going to let this crazy guy, you know, this Robert F. Kennedy guy, we're not just going to let him make decisions for himself. We're not going to let him be a free thinker and say, yeah, this side has some good ideas on this. This side has some good ideas on that and let him do his own thing. No, no, no. We are going to say you get the boot because you are not progressive enough. You are not Liberal enough. You are not left leaning enough. And that's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Robert F. Kennedy is a solid candidate. Would he be my first choice? Probably not. Would I look at him as a candidate? Absolutely. If I vote in the Democratic primary, will he have my vote out of the three candidates that there are now? Absolutely. There is no way I would pick Marion Williamson or Joe Biden over. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yes, he's a Kennedy. Yes, who knows, he's probably filled with corruption too. But at least he stands on principle. I keep coming back to that. He stands on principle. He stands for what he believes in. That's what I appreciate. It might not be popular to say this and this with your Republican allies. It might not be popular to say this and this with your Democratic allies but that's not what matters. If you can win independence, and you can pull some Democrats and you can even pull a few Republicans, you can mount a pretty successful campaign. If we can start getting back to the days where both parties have more people like your Robert F. Kennedy Jr's who will say, hey, I'm gonna step across the aisle for some issues. I'm gonna say, hey, here are the most important issues to me. And yeah, they might not be ones that you like, but guess what? I also agree with you on this. I also think that this is dumb. I don't think our country should be doing this. And kind of go through the, go through and, and kind of have those talks. I think that's important. We need more people like that. Not people like Mitt Romney who just go with the flow and whatever the status quo is, just whatever. But no, people who are standing on principle. They, they truly, in their heart of hearts, believe that this is the right thing to do. I truly believe that Robert F. Kennedy Jr., for most of what he says if not all, but for most of what he says, he actually believes that he's doing it because that's the right thing to do. I hear him talking to Jordan Peterson. He's talking about how he was trying to put out a movie about um, links between vaccines and autism. And he was talking about how people had told him, you cannot go on our news network. Why? Because like 90% of ad revenue that news outlets make come from big pharma. And it was like this big story. And he was like, you know, calling that out. And now that shouldn't be something that should be taken political. But people will take it and make it political somehow, some way. And it's like, stop. It's not meant to be political. It's just an observation. That's all it is. I don't understand how we've gotten to this point where it's like, you are a bad candidate and we don't want you on a debate stage, even though... You think for yourself, you're a rational human being, all of these things. It's like, ugh, I just wish we had more common sense in this country. But anyway, guys, I want you guys to stay up to date with things that Robert F. Kennedy is putting on his website, things that he's saying when he's out at rallies. Pay attention to this guy. If you're a Democrat, pay attention to this guy. If you're sick of Biden, if you're sick of the damage he's caused to this country, but you will not vote for a Republican, that's okay. But can you at least vote for someone who might have a little bit of common sense, who might be able to say, you know, yeah, we don't agree with every about everything, but we at least agree on a lot of base things. It's true, we do. We have a lot of the same base morals. So can we at least agree on that? Let's find some candidates like that. Let's find more people. Like that, and if you get a candidate like that, they will probably do a lot better against any Republican that you can throw up. Same thing if Republicans could find someone who stood on principle, on prince—that's—that's that's the biggest thing, on principle. Not just oh well, I gotta say what I gotta say to get elected, but no, this is what I actually truly believe. So this is what I'm gonna do. If you had more Republicans doing that maybe crossing the aisle on a couple issues, again, that's what we need, people with some common sense. But anyway, that's kind of the extent of what I have to say about Robert F. Kennedy Jr., really important candidate, you should look into him, please consider voting for him over Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a disaster, he's a good guy, at least from what I can gather. He sounds like a pretty decent candidate. I'm going to be keeping up with him. I think that he is the most interesting Democratic candidate that we've had in a long time for president. So it'll be interesting to see. But anyway, guys, let's end now with our closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you're a great and mighty God. I want to thank you for this day that you've given us. I want to thank you for our country, Lord, that we get to praise you freely. Father, I just pray for Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I just pray that if he becomes the next leader of our country, that you give him wisdom and strength to lead our country effectively. I pray for everyone in our country, Lord, that you just give us wisdom and guidance in all that we do. We love you We praise you, and it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Alrighty guys, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. If you want to know more about Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I will leave his campaign website in the show notes of this show. I can't wait to see you guys back here again next week. But until then, stay blessed.